Hello again and welcome back to Tending the Flame podcast. This is part two of our interview with Wiccan author and YouTuber Harmony Nice. In this episode, we pick up where we left off last week with Harmony's changing experience with social media and the benefits of disconnecting, including some reflections on boundaries, body positivity and self-worth. And we end with some really solid wisdom on anger. Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're enjoying the content, leave us a review. Yeah, no, I, I was saying like I had a, when I had that kind of week of just feeling like a, a child, basically again, and kind of having that, it was, it was basically just kind of not, not caring in like the best way possible and just being so like at one because I was like swimming every single morning I used to like bring a bar of soap down to the river <laughs> like, like a natural bar of soap you know something like you know and just like wash myself in the river because it just felt so I don't know it just it just felt so good and it felt so good to be like somewhere you know where there's like cows eating grass like right next to me and I can like see them and just be like swimming around and being with like fish and stuff like that I don't know it was, there was something just really really nice about it but I and I noticed that during that week, I when I was swimming and I, it was like midsummer and I was having such a good week that I had like been on Instagram, like, like basically not at all. Like, I, I think I checked it like once a day um, and I just didn't have time to go on it because I was kind of like um, getting into like the flow of things. I was painting. I was like, you know, just basically kind of just doing what I feel like I should be doing if that makes sense like what I feel like life actually is and then I realized how much social media and when I sit on social media how much it like affects me um and I think like I think I'd also like known that I need to change my relationship with social media even since the start of my the start of like my healing journey well again the push into my healing journey last year um because I like I just I just felt like the way that I approached social media was like it crossed so many boundaries for me and I I didn't like the way it was going and I think like there was there was quite a few times where I was just kind of like am I gonna quit YouTube because it, it just feels like too much for me to handle but I also didn't want to quit YouTube so like I just knew that I had to like start putting up boundary myself and starting to kind of try to understand what was going through my head when it came to social media and stuff like that so like I noticed that I had to start putting up boundaries no matter what they were and I decided to kind of like stop taking like um aesthetically pleasing pictures even if they were just like even if they were just for fun or like an arty thing I still recognized that it was it was damaging and like the there's just there's there's just so many things that made me realize that I needed to change my relationship with social media even like the part of me like believing that I needed to wear makeup and stay at like a smaller size because when I would like look at myself I would always like worry about what people were going to say on social media or like how it was going to appear there's there's so many there were so many reasons kind of contributing to that but then I think like I kind of decided I I like slowly started to put boundaries in place and just kind of understand how almost I don't want to say like ridiculous because you can use social media for great things you know obviously like we're doing this podcast and and 
you know you can use it to help small businesses and there's 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 a beautiful side to social media but unfortunately if you don't set any boundaries of social media you pretty much just end up with it like having like as soon as it has a grasp upon you i feel like that is where the problem problems begin do you know what i mean like as soon as it has like a hold with anything like i feel like if anything has such a large hold on you that it will cause you emotional turmoil that it's like you need to kind of start deciphering why that is where it affects and like where your triggers kind of come up within that and what it triggers you know there's obviously like deeper there's obviously people that have a great relationship with social media so what that tr- triggers deeper within you if you do find yourself having like problems with it and issues with it and also just like changing your relationship with it and your relationship with how you view people on social media and how you like judge people based on their social media and like I've I've drifted so much from Instagram because the concept to me is just so weird now like I almost like can't like I almost just would prefer to just use it and I am starting to just use it as a way to promote other stuff because I just I just don't the concept of of Instagram has never been natural to me it's always been something forced or something I feel like I need to fabricate out of feeling like I'm not good enough you know or not (laughs) or trying to create something that's like a different almost reality for me or something like that and again living through your hypothetical self as opposed to your actual self and it got to the point where Instagram and YouTube was so much my life that my real life was this sounds so funny because Instagram is real life but like my actual like life off social media was so dramatic drastic drastically different um mm-hmm. so yeah so like obviously like I gave up my smartphone and that helped a lot um and I changed my content to allow me to kind of have um more like emotional freedom with it and not and I not overwork myself as well too because I used to overwork myself so much because again I just believed that social media was like and like my job was also my life and my achievements were my like value without understanding that your value is literally just in you being a human no like job no money like nothing like even without that you still have value you know and I think I had to like learn that and stuff too so um yeah there was just like a lot of unlearning that I had to do and also just like releasing that grasp of what social media had to me and working out why it had such a grasp on me and kind of trying to yeah just trying to kind of like just get rid of that and also like just it also just like took me away from my presence and since my like healing and and like last year um my dissociation or my derealization has gotten so much better but my but when I stay on social media it takes me right back to being like dissociated or like just in a like cloud of fog um so yeah I just I just realized that there was just so many issues that I had to kind of like work out when it came to social media what it other issues that it brought out that were already residing within me too you know and now I just find social media like helpful for some things but also like the idea that social media somehow makes people seemingly more valuable or seemingly um, more interesting. And like, you know, a lot of the time I get comments that are like, people are like, you're boring. Like you're boring now, you know, like we like the old harmony, you're boring. And I'm like, the old harmony was depressed. <laughs> the old <laughs> harmony, like hated herself, the old harmony, like, you know, all this shit. So like, fine. Yeah. Miss her if you want, but like, 
I, the expectations that people have of you have nothing to do with you, like absolutely nothing to do with you. And I think that was like what I really needed to teach myself was no matter how I live my life, other people's expectations of me has literally nothing to do with me. Like I can't yeah. ever control that and, and I, I won't ever like live by that anymore just worrying mm -hmm. about what other people want obviously you have compassion and stuff but you have to have compassion with yourself first to actually have compassion for other people I've realized as well you need to like because if not it's kind of becomes like a a self-destructive sort of thing you know mm -hmm. absolutely it's first and and this is such a, a a cheesy line but it's so true like you know you have to fill up your own cup first and you have to put your own mask on first. Yeah. And, you know, it's you're absolutely right. Like, if you cannot reach a place within yourself, if you cannot develop and nurture a relationship with yourself, mm -hmm. you are going to really struggle to nurture anything that's, that's, that's real and healthy and positive with other people because, you know it's like you know people in really like in relationships like you can't if if one person doesn't love themselves and that doesn't mean like a level of narcissism for anyone who's listening and, and is like you love yourself what are you talking about like you know um if they can't if they can't feel any sort of compassion empathy or gratitude or even love for themselves there's no way that they can hold that space for you and that's not me judging you know people who are like that you know we've all been in those spaces mm -hmm. where we aren't hold we can't hold that energy for ourselves and then we then run into trouble with our friendships and our relationships and then our connections with our family yes. so uh, no absolutely like that's that's a big one for me it's like you need to start with yourself otherwise you know even spirituality starts at the core of who you are and exploring who you are and asking those questions well who am I and where what does the space where's the space that I take up and what does it look like and what does it feel like also i have a fear of um what people like perceive me as like I, I was used to be so scared of people being like she's a bitch so i would make like the biggest effort to be like the least horrible person in the world mm -hmm. to the point of where i would literally like it basically i had so little self-esteem that the people that I unfortunately attracted that wanted to take advantage of that advantage of that did. Um, and then I kind of, you know, ended up attracting people that wanted to take advantage of my kindness and my kind of my, my insecurity as well. And kind of, you know, getting me to partake in things I wasn't hundred percent comfortable and out of fear of saying like, no and stuff like that, or being perceived as not being valuable. And I think that also comes from like a value perspective too, doesn't it? You know, of like, wanting to be valued like I definitely had problems with wanting to be valued um and yeah and I, and I think like I kind of believed that that I also go back to that thought sometimes where I'm like oh, oh I should really be like being more compassionate to these people even if they hurt me you know or, or I should be like being more compassionate and like make sure like I'm doing the right thing all the time and and like you said leaving space for so many people even when you don't have anything to give and like almost like bleeding yourself dry for that narrative but the only way that or like the best times that I have been able to share has been when I have been 
like focusing on myself or especially recently I've had this conversation with my therapist where she was like you you basically can't like give be compassionate to other people fully if you aren't compassionate to yourself because um there'll always be like insecurities or like narratives that hold you back from that um and that just like kind of struck me because I I'd, I'd been in this space for a while where I was just like I must be like I've got to be more compassionate and I'm gonna do it and I've got to learn all these things and I've got to be grateful but that also is like a like a, a you know it's a um it's a work in progress firstly but secondly you have to you have to you put yourself first you have to even when you're a mother or a like you know a carer of some kind or whatever you have to put or healer especially I would like consider myself a healer in some ways but you have to heal yourself first because even just doing that ripples energy of like healing or compassion and stuff like that if if you like the people that I feel the most compassion from in my life are the people that love themselves unconditionally you know who like accept themselves and have worked through their shadows and worked done inner work and understand themselves and know who they are on a deeper level and not so much like a level of like I know what I like but on a deeper level they know themselves more but you have to put yourself first like you you do and you have to it's and I don't think it's selfish and I also think when it's a shame that in especially like in like the UK or the surrounding kind of western world I feel like we're taught like especially in the UK for us anyway um I feel like we're kind of taught to say that you love yourself is like a narcissistic like bad thing but Mm -hmm. narcissists don't love (laughs) themselves like they just don't they have like deep-rooted pain and issues and that's not self-love like you know impulsively acting on your every anxiety and fear is not self-love that's that's fear that's that's Mm self-hate you know so like I, I, that's almost like I, when people are like, oh, you know, I, I always like to say or like to like affirm myself and like speak to myself in a kind, loving way, because like if not, you you find yourself just living through all these opinions and these narratives that aren't true. It, you have like I feel like you have to fill your cup up to even be able to give people a drop, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it, you just you just have to like you just do like there's also like a massive part because then it does actually give you the ability to give and just like freaking keep giving and but then to keep giving you also need to learn to take breaks and recharge and you know love thy neighbor as thy as yourself yeah. or is it the oh, golden love, yourself, love thy neighbor as your, as thyself isn't it mm-hmm. is that right brona yeah that's true so it is I right and um <laughs> It's not, it's not carve yourself up for thy neighbor, sacrifice yourself for thy neighbor. It is love thy, thy neighbor as thyself. Like, but what the, I think that what the bit that people forget is that there's also the love yourself aspect to that. Yeah. It's not love, love thy neighbor, no matter what, no matter what fucking mental state that you're in. It's, you know, and it also implies very gently that again what we've just been reflecting on mm. you can't give anything that you haven't already got no you can't and I think that's the biggest you know? mistake that people make in a 
in a like a genuine way as well because it's also kind of like for me I know that I couldn't help feeling that way like it's just like a natural way of being through like maybe being battered through life and believing that I don't believe I don't or I don't deserve sorry as much as other people Mm -hmm. um or like you know I've just I've just always had that narrative in my head that I don't deserve as much as other people deserve and I've had to kind of unlearn that and be like why (laughs) like why do you feel like that and would you speak to your best friend that way like would you say to your sister your young like for example my younger sister um looks exactly like me so when I used to say that I was ugly all the time I thought my I thought my little sister was like the most I obviously like I see her and I'm like you are just the most gorgeous amazing person in the whole entire world but then when I look at myself I'd be like well, I can't stop wearing makeup because I'm ugly, you know, or like, oh, I look this certain way, or if I don't do that, people will think that I don't make any effort with myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it'd always be through other people's eyes, you know, not actually how I felt. And then my little sister was like, but Harmony, you look exactly like me. Like, so why do you, like, yeah, like, why do you, like, hate yourself? How can you, like, sit here and, like, when you have no makeup on, we basically look identical and say that I'm beautiful and, like, radiant. And I'm like, oh, well, we don't look quite alike. But she's like, no, it's just bullshit. Like, you can't, mm-hmm. like, you're living, like, you're literally living, like, a life lie right here. And also, like, the whole beauty thing as well. Like, I, I, I'm really drifting from that, even it being a thing. I know that's a completely different subject, but I just don't believe that, like, beauty or, like, the way that we perceive beauty is, like, a thing. Like, you know, like, it's a complete myth to life that yeah. being attractive is important or, like, being like societal standards of attractive is important I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a life lie basically to to put other people over other people and devalue Mm -hmm. but anyway (laughs) it's interesting like how that even shows itself in trends and stuff as well like I don't Mm -hmm. know if you had any issues or grief given to you growing up ginger or anything or like having freckles (laughs) yeah it's fucking horrendous but like and obviously I'm not I'm not hating on people who like drawn freckles or whatever I think it's adorable but it was at a state it was my own issue I suppose when I was younger I used to bleach my face with lemon juice because lemon juice got rid of freckles so like like so so sad at the time I thought I was doing myself something good because like at the time it was like um you know, like L'Oreal matte foundation and your skin was just like that one tone yeah like, so bad <laughs> no dimension yeah. so so bad like so I even to this day my head gets like insanely freckly because I used to have a fringe so I never bothered bleaching it but mm-hmm. now I still get freckles on my cheeks but you can kind of see like the undertones of where they were like bleached with like oh. the acidity so it just makes yeah. so much sense and like beauty doesn't exist no. Who decided? Fashion, like, yeah. It's apart from this man drag. behind me, obviously. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't a, exist. No. Yeah, and it's also just like a political thing as well. Like it, it always, you know, trends like come and go. And like, like, like you said, like I grew up believing that curly hair, um, freckles, and being like I was also very skinny growing up, but like not like people would be like, ugh, you know, like she's like, ugh, like gangly almost you know and kind of just like Mm. like a little a skeleton or whatever um and I was taught that that was basically the worst thing you can be like I was never considered attractive I was like even my friends like would kind of like all my friends at the time sorry when I was like really young would kind of insinuate towards me and be like you're you're like you're the funny one like you know you probably like won't 
yeah like you probably won't have like a boyfriend like I can imagine you like being and they they meant it in like a way that was just from what they've learned obviously I would never judge like a seven-year-old for saying like shit like that because like we've all been there baby but like it's yeah but like I grew up thinking that and then it becoming such a large fashion thing you know people drawing freckles again like you said no disrespect to anyone drawing freckles I really don't care nor mind but like it's I just yes it's just it's just fucked up how people can just decide like this is fashionable now so therefore the thing that you've hated your whole life you can go back to liking and I just think like basically like as well like it's also just wrong to assume that absolutely every single person in the world believes the same ideal is attractive because that's just Mm -hmm. what it's just it's just yeah there's so many layers of issues to it that I just I just rather like chill out and do things that express me and I think everybody should and that align with themselves no matter what that may be just don't do it for other people because society gets so much wrong (laughs) so much wrong Mm -hmm. in our lives so yeah Here the crack's good, but so, <laughs> the crack is good. That is good, right? <laughs> so, a, a question that I really <clears throat> want to ask you. Um, it, I know it's been coming up, but I, I think Ron and I have probably touched on this kind of thing before. Um, but it's I know for me personally, it's coming up quite a bit, and it's how we how we as women handle anger. Um, I'll give you a bit of context as to why I'm asking this question. I, I'm listening to a book called The Dance of Anger with hmm. um written by Harriet Learn I think it's Learnman um I want to call her Lerman but I think it's Learnman and she also wrote The Dance of Connection which is all about um navigating conflict within your close relationships and then The Dance of Anger is about navigating anger within as a woman specifically as a woman um within intimate relationships so you're talking about your partners but also friendships and family and things like that so I know it's quite a broad question but I, I just whatever's popping into your head Harmony you know so how do you as a woman how do you how do you handle anger um well firstly it's a really really good question like a really interesting subject and I'd love to know the names of those books and you can send them to me a link or something because they sound great but I um, absolutely it's been actually again it's actually been quite a relevant subject to me as well um within the kind of recent um recent past few months and and especially within like my kind of healing journey because I have definitely been um I struggled with anger quite a lot and I've suppressed a lot and it's kind of come out in um in different ways and stuff like that um but so for me the way that I handle anger and the way that I've kind of been doing it with my like healing uh and stuff like that is I think every emotion is meant to be felt and beautiful um and also like it's always a thing of like how you react to it and stuff like that so I've been kind of learning to feel the true emotion so something that I do that has really um got me in tune with my emotions has been to feel them physically within your body so like whenever I have 
and it only takes like a little bit but whenever I have like a moment of pure like ecstasy happiness I'll like close my eyes and I'll like drop down into my body and I won't go through all the narratives in my head that pop up I'll just instead drop into the actual feeling of it and same with um uh anger when anger comes up anger has been something that I've almost been like definitely been within my shadow work and stuff to work with anger I like to like drop inside my body and feel that vibrate because every emotion has like a certain vibration doesn't it Mm -hmm. Um, and I like to just feel it like and just be like what is this you know what does this actually feel like which firstly helps me establish the emotion that I'm feeling and connect to it and not get lost within my thoughts and stuff like that but also actually just not pass off the emotion as being like a um irrational thought and actually just feeling the core of it because I think a lot of the time like people treat emotions like they are negative and like you know and they come out like especially like you know I've I've always grown up and you probably you probably have as well when it comes to your periods um when you're told Mm -hmm. that like you the the emotions that you feel around your period shouldn't be listened to but actually that is kind of what kicked off my healing uh, journey was actually every single month um, I would have around my period I would have a similar feeling like I don't know who I am um, I like all these emotions are coming up and I had all these like really like intense feelings about my job and social media and like everything was going wrong and I couldn't ignore it around my period but as soon as my period passed I just spent the rest of the month suppressing it and one month, which is again last um, this time last year, actually, it's almost been like a full year since I kind of started to like peel back those layers even more and actually like push myself into healing. Um, it was that month, and I actually just went, okay, I go through this cycle every single fucking month, and every month it makes me miserable, and I ignore it, and I just choose to repeat the cycle of ignoring my pain ignoring my anger ignoring my emotions every month and every month it comes back so how about this month i don't ignore it and how about this month i actually drop into what i'm feeling and analyze my emotions and get into tune with them and listen to them because they're obviously coming up for some reason Mm -hmm. like yes things can be heightened but it's a way of using your periods for intuition is because it like basically heightens your emotions and goes don't ignore this like why are you ignoring this you know like don't don't sit there and pretend this isn't a problem because even when it comes out in ways that maybe don't directly link to the source of your problem they they're still there Mm -hmm. they're still coming up for a reason you know for example when I'm not feeling particularly like emotionally turmoiled like this month uh, I had literally no emotion come up around my period. Like I pretty much just cruised through it. I think I cried once, but I cry all the time anyway. And like, I, I, you know, that's another thing as well. Like with anger, I just, I love crying. Uh, I do like crying meditation where you like visualize a blue light and just like cry it out because I think it's such a, a beautiful thing to cry. I do it all the time and I would recommend it because you always feel like release after, don't you? You're always like, I get it now and I understand it, but when it comes to anger like I've started to kind of use my anger for good in a way um and start when I feel angry and I can't you know or like if something comes up if I see like an injustice or I see some shit or like just see just something makes me like furious instead of like 
just ignoring it and suppressing it and or like distracting myself from it I feel it I drop down into it and then I take action whether it be like journaling the emotion um feeling the emotion meditating on the emotion or like quite literally taking actual action like you know signing petitions Mm -hmm. um like you know giving like like you said kind of like doing your part um into into what is making you angry and kind of transforming that anger and like in therefore like literally changing the karmic wheel instead of putting that anger out in a way that um you know doesn't serve you or maybe confuses you you use it to you trust it and you use it to channel something more beautiful even if it's screaming into a fucking pillow like i'd love a good old scream into a pillow or like you know or just like hitting a hitting a pillow or something like that and and just like releasing it it transforms it into something more beautiful because then you're like oh, i've released energy i'm fine i can go play zelda now you know <laughs> In like, in like a good you know in like, and it puts you in a good place and you actually start using it to help your energy too and so when it comes to being a woman and your anger that's something that I I definitely struggle with like especially so I have I have had the like classic as as most unfortunately women have or a lot of women that I've met I've had a very bad experience with men I have from the start I've never like I've I've always gone better with women and I don't really know how to speak to men that well or anything because I've had quite a a negative experience um from like a young age like not from my dad though like weirdly my dad is like one of the nicest men ever (laughs) like and I don't but like basically like other than my dad and like you know like a few people here and there I've had you know obviously I have had positive experiences with men and I've got male friends and stuff like that but I in relationships sort of wise I've had a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of uh trauma surrounding uh things like that too so um and I think I always again the undervaluing thing thought that I had deserved this treatment and I think I I especially women you're kind of told to like shut up and like kind of not and not trust yourself to the point of where you lose yourself and that made me when I realized that I had always kind of ignored it because I was just like, oh, maybe we're just being too dramatic. And like, I had all these misogynistic viewpoints in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I actually got out of them and started to actually love myself a bit more, the anger came and I was like furious. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why have I been like, like bowing to like men or like these misogynistic viewpoints or um, why have I been ignoring things because I don't understand them? um or like um ignoring them because it's not my normal you know or just just putting things to the side because um like I don't know what to do with them Mm -hmm. and it made me so furious like especially when it came to uh the male validation thing you know how many years that I basically pretended to be like small and quiet and I would quite literally always make sure I was a size eight uh or smaller for so many years and I didn't enjoy food. I would feel guilty about like eating. I'd feel guilty about like having body hair. And now I'm just like hairy and I don't give a fuck what I weigh. You know, mm-hmm. I just like just enjoy the very existence of living and kind of creating balance with that. But what I kind of do with my anger now is is just 
speak the the truth on it you know as a woman to speak your truth and to speak your kind of like you know like with the whole video that I made about male validation thing I was like if I can prevent or like help one girl that's maybe like 16 and starting to like be like maybe I should do this because it makes me more you know like and I'm not saying you shouldn't also shouldn't do things that are like society's idea of attractive or a patriarchal idea of attractive because as long as it you're doing it for yourself like you do you you know shave yeah. if you want you know wear as much makeup as you want like express yourself in your way but make sure that it doesn't have a hold over you and make sure that it is for you and also just feel free to question it because if something comes up and you feel like you um it upsets you when it's questioned there tends to be a problem behind that you know you need to like kind of evaluate and and think about that but I um yeah I just started to kind of use that to speak about these specific subjects but then also like um understand that like my emotions are purely my emotions you know they're like they nobody can affect my uh, like emotion that I am basically the only one that has control over my thoughts in my head and I think you know dropping down and feeling those emotions definitely helps me because I understand like a lot of what other people project onto me are just their own shit that they've got going on you know like I do I project things onto people and it's the same it's the same deal um but not only that but just like using that to make like change either for yourself or putting something out there that kind of um does that and it doesn't even have to be like social media like even if if it's like something as small as like you know for an example like if if a dude comes up to you in a pub (laughs) and is being like rude to just go actually I'm really uncomfortable right now like please can you leave me alone um obviously it's easier said than done and you kind of safety and whatever but like even I'm not saying that like that's just what all being a woman is about to do with men but I mean like in regards to um the issues that women face that is definitely something that I have experienced and that I um that I kind of like to take steps steps towards and just also like through that using that anger to almost like transform it into love for myself too you know and like use it yeah oh sorry sorry no no no. I was just gonna say like um I I can't remember where I read this but um I remember giving this advice to someone else recently it's like you know we're brought up to completely remove anger from yourself like or squash it down like you've been saying there and get rid of don't acknowledge and um, and you know it's unfeminine it's unattractive you know yeah. it invalidates you as a woman you know you can't be angry but also not on top of that we get cold, told constantly you're emotional and um, i in in this book I, I want you guys to listen to a read in the first the first three minutes are so good that i transcribed them <laughs> and i have them sitting in a notebook they're so good i was like this is gold and she talks about how there are no negative words in our lexicon to describe men who misuse anger. Even the word like bastard and son of a bitch refers to places the blame squarely on the mother, you know, but you get called emotional. You get caught. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're going to love this book. And you know, it, it's, there's, there's so many words to describe a woman who society tells us is 
engaging with her anger. But the, the, the original quote I was going to say was that anger is just another way of loving yourself. And I think that was yeah. such a big thing for me um, whenever I read that quote, because it was like, because I, I am angry all the time. And it's it's I'm trying mm. to develop a better relationship like you like you yourself trying to better develop a better relationship with that and it's it's I try to remind myself like your anger is a way of loving yourself it's about like you've been saying it's about finding a healthy way of directing it and not going on to like the BBC Facebook page and looking at all of the racist homophobic shit talking. And then deciding to argue with all of these people. I did that for years. I haven't done it for years, but like I did for a mm. long time. I used to go to like Belfast. You wouldn't know what this is, Harmony, but Belfast Live and the Stephen Nolan Facebook page. Jesus. And I would sit and argue with people in the fucking comments. And like, like it was such a waste yeah. of my anger and energy. Like such yeah. a waste. Yeah, and yeah, and it does, it does, like, you you can definitely also use it as a way to be like, there's clearly a problem here that, you know, and, and use it to, like, build upon yourself too and use it to kind of be like, well, this obviously is, like, an issue and, yeah, just, I, I think, like, just using anger to kind of build, like, more and more love for myself has been one of the most, like, beneficial, beneficial things that I've ever done It's just yeah. to be like, yeah like it's I don't know it's 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 pretty magical when you allow yourself to be angry and take it upon yourself to you know like I, I think I, I I would notice these things that people would tell me and I, I think that I would deserve them you know and then I'd be like no fuck this man like this isn't real like who, who put that under my head like especially with like shaving because I don't like I'm just I just don't like shaving like I have yeah. hairy legs now and like <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> and like my whole life I was like people are gonna hate it like you will never like I heard from so many people as young as like being 12 when I forgot to shave and like someone like took the piss out of me that like you know boys are supposed to be hairy girls are not and unlearning that and like is a way of healing letting that anger build and letting it kind of allow me to like express myself in a way that feels good to me because I never wanted to shave like I never had that one it was always just like put into my head mm -hmm. and you can obviously want to shave and whatever but for me like I just I want like it just ended up building on it and it was like why can't I like I don't want to be like a object so that anger that I had for being like feeling like I'd been seen for an object for so long and also kind of like removing that sexuality when I don't want it like removing that idea of being a sexual object when I don't mm -hmm. want it and taking like control over that helped me love myself so much more because I was like you know what sometimes like I want to like like embrace my inner child and not have to worry about that stupid shit so you you know kind of like building on that and embracing that and also understanding that not everybody feels that way like my partner in particular I think it again like I'm it's it's crazy that I would say to myself that I'm very lucky that I'm with somebody that doesn't put any like I know pressure. it's like the bar is that low put pressure like when I I didn't even ask like him and I know that sounds hilarious but I think with exes or when I had less um love for myself I would like ask people whether I should do something 
over, over choices that inevitably only affect me but I'm taught not to trust myself so I just kind of ask everybody other than myself what I wanted um and then I just kind of started you know I think being with somebody that like actually believes in unconditional love and uh treats you as an equal like that helped me so much be like I'm just gonna not shave and I don't care like whether anybody doesn't like it or not because this isn't like my whole life and kind of take that emphasis off relationships being your value too and kind of just like embracing that and being like I'm just I'm just gonna yeah I'm just gonna like freaking be myself and using that kind of pain and that anger to embody that and transforming it again that's what we're talking about is transforming it into something that's like beautiful but you have to feel it first Mm. you've got to like feel it and like and let it be with you and also treat it just like a sacred a sacred emotion like I do as well like I kind of I like to just like be with it and lay with it and yeah and and allow it to help me like build myself and gain a healthy relationship with it as a healthy emotion like whoever decided that anger was a bad emotion probably had something to do with disliking women or whatever mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> whatever yeah it's kind of like learning to love learning to change the relationship with even the word anger and understanding that actually when you actually get dropped down and you feel those emotions they don't feel that different they're all on like you know like a again like a part of your kind of uh being that vibrate with your life and they all have a place Mm -hmm. and honestly anybody that tells you different doesn't have control over theirs and doesn't have a good relationship with theirs so just take advice from yourself (laughs) because like that's just yeah (laughs) yeah so interesting that like (laughs) about anger as well and like not feeling like your body can almost hold it or something i've i've noticed recently again with being back in therapy um I am a really angry person and I never ever let anyone see it and I never even let myself focus on it too much because I had to like as you said like shrinking yourself down and being shy and little kind of Mm. being there for other people and all this here my anger now presents itself in my life as passiveness and passive Mm. aggressiveness which is so much worse than actually just being angry and expressing your anger like it really it's a really different type of level of draining um yeah like yeah big time definitely yeah and I went like when I went through EMDR um last year which is like a I think do you know what EMDR is it's kind of like a it's basically got an eye sensory movement thing and basically it it does what your dreams do but in a quicker rate and it processes uh emotions and trauma um while you're there and you end up basically usually being able to remember things that your brain has suppressed. So for an example, during my EMDR sessions, I remembered a few occasions where I was like, um, that I just basically locked in my brain and like that memory was gone and then it returned to me and it was really freaky being able to remember things that I had completely forgotten. Um, and they do it by like sensory things. So if you had seen like the Metrodome things, you know, that whole like it, ticking back and forth it's kind of like that it makes your eyes move back and forwards like you do when you sleep but you can do it with like hand buzzers as well that hits like sensory points that's what I did it with because I found it easy to do it with my eyes closed but when I was doing that um you have like wacky dreams and stuff like that but I was furious like I literally just like screamed most days at like my pillow like or, or whatever I literally just needed to go I'd like cry to the point of being like <gasps> you know like literally like on my bed like and but it 
was so good for me. Like it was so, so good for me. And it helped me deal with pain that I couldn't even imagine dealing with again, but I know I can do it, you know, like, and, and that's like the kind of beautiful thing is anger is a, it can be a release, you know, it is just about like how you handle it and make sure that it's kind of not directed to other people, you know, and also just like, even if people are doing something that's like unjust to almost like use your anger for love in, in a certain way, in a positive way, obviously mm-hmm. not in a toxic way, but you mm-hmm. to like uh, transform it into um, love for yourself and, and love for the world, because that's what anger is, isn't it? It's like, like you said before that is you know, when you feel that anger, it's love, isn't it? You know, when you feel that fear, it's usually love for something. It's just like, you have to get to that point and actually get to a better relationship exactly. with it before mm-hmm. it becomes that, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, Neil on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bunch of angry girls. I know, <laughs> as we should be. Yeah, I love, like, absolutely. Like... Talking about fiery stuff, let's um, let's launch yourself into the quick fire round. Oh Jesus! Yeah, this is. <laughs> Oh, preparation needs so long. Just, just <laughs> bring your absolute hundred percent comedy to this. This is so. In one yeah. word, what does spirituality mean for you? Uh, connecting to the divine consciousness. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love how you're like, I don't know, is that right? And like, yes. Yeah, I thought I was like, that's not a word. That's not one word. Anyway, like, sorry. Hyph- hyphenate in between it. Just it's like, all one word. Yeah. One yeah. Word. Yeah, all one. <laughs> yeah. There's no breaks in that. <laughs> this one's usually, I feel like, what people find hardest. Um, if you could recommend one book to our listeners what would it be <laughs> uh, like... the White Heart by Jack Cornfield that's what, what I recommend it? I read a book by him recently as well it's what? The White Heart by Jack Cornfield yeah yeah really I love Jack Cornfield he is mm-hmm. like him and Ram Dass are like two of oh. my I fucking love Ram Dass oh, yeah oh my god <laughs> my boyfriend got me that book for my birthday like be here now and it's I just you just want wow. it all tattooed all over you're like have you seen his documentary on netflix yeah. yes oh, so good. it's so good sorry yeah it's okay um yeah so the next question so name one spiritual tool that you could not live without oh tarot yes. cards I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say tarot cards, yeah. Correct. I'm sorry, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, best or worst advice anyone has ever given you? So you can choose either oh, one. Um, God, uh, I, I'm going to say best, just yeah. because I can think of Ramdas um, mm-hmm. is to like, I, I, I instantly just thought of loving awareness and the kind of teaching around what loving awareness is and stuff like that. I know that's not really advice that he gave me personally, <laughs> but, but it's like that. I feel like that's that what is what came to mind is just yeah. the kind of like teachings on loving awareness. Best, best thing that I've learned in spirituality. Mm-hmm. Happy days. 
<laughs> and then there's one more. Is there yeah, sorry, just copy this. The last question and the one that yeah, I quite I really like this one. Um, is name one thing that brought you joy today? Today, um, the beach. I went to the beach today and I dipped my little toes in the water. I didn't go for a swim, but. Yeah, I, I I love the beach and I, I think I'd live there if everyone else didn't love the beach. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'm obsessed with the, with the beach. I'd go there every day of my life if I could. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what made me happy. Just dipping my toes in the water. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. You both love water. I love water so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's about... I'm, I'm like tree. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because yeah. I'm like an air sign of Aquarius. So I just feel like water's too flowy for me I just kind of need like a sturdy yeah or like a forest or something I'm I'm like earth usually but I Mm -hmm. for some reason my earth just like trance I I I don't have any water I don't think anyway in my my um signs but I just I just fucking love it I don't I don't (laughs) I don't know but Oh, out of curiosity, I've, I don't know why I've got a question for you guys, but like, I, <laughs> I'm not I'm running this podcast. But like, I um, mean, we're barely running it, like, so I don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> um, I, I was just wondering what your star signs are. I, I just am really I, my star sign is Cancer. I was the 4th of July, and my I think my moon sign is Sagittarius. Yeah. Oh, cool. Do you know no, your rising? I don't. My friend Heidi would know, but I have no idea. Right, Heidi, you've been called out twice in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Mm. Moon, which is so problematic for me, and Virgo (laughs) Rising. (laughs) Nice, good. My roommate said the other day, I don't even think I was here, she said to my other friend, she was just like, Brona's so cursed, you know, and Laura was like, what do you mean? She's like Aquarius Sun and Scorpio Moon. She has all these feelings and she doesn't know how to fucking communicate them. And I was just like, <laughs> dead on. As you walk past their door, is that why you're singing like the whole album of Scorpio? Like it's your only way. <laughs> I just can't yeah. express my feelings. Screaming at Oh, what are yours, Harmony? You're Taurus Sun, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a Taurus. Yeah. Taurus Sun, Libra Moon, and Aquarius Rising. Nice. So I've got some, yeah, I've got some Aquarius in me, which I think is like the crazy, like streak, like the weird, like impulse, like you know, yeah, um, which is good. I, I I like that, but yeah, I feel like they're quite balanced, weirdly. Like I feel like I'm like, oh, I've got I've got good got good signs up in my like, yeah, bit of Taurus and Libra, and then yeah, but um. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I'm so happy right now. All right. Shall we all go get our dinner? If you would like to follow Harmony or find out more about her and her work, you can find all of the links to her socials and her website in the description. But remember also to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates on our new episode schedule and information on a pretty nice surprise for all of our listeners. You have been listening to Tending the Flame, hosted by Brona Lafferty and Denise Donnelly. Thank you so much for listening. 
wash your hands, stay safe.